0: So welcome, Frontline Church. (laughs) Church, you know what? It's so good to be with you this morning. And I tell you, it's so awesome to be in a church like this where God is doing such a special work and adding so many new faces. Welcome to our our first-time visitors here this morning. Church, I don't know about you, but I'm overwhelmed by the goodness and faithfulness of God over our church, what God has done, where He's brought us from and where He's taking us to. It's such a privilege to be a part of what God is doing in our midst. You know what the scripture says, that God builds his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And we get to be a part of that. Amen? Amen? Church, let's just bow our heads for a moment as we commit this time to the Lord in prayer. So Father, we come to you today in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we just want to commit this time to you. We want to commit this word to you. Father, I pray that whatever comes from my mouth, whatever comes from my lips today will honor and glorify you and that it would edify and strengthen your people. Lord, open up our spiritual eyes and ears this morning to hear the word that brings hope, that brings strength and brings life. The word that brings correction and direction. Lord, we ask that you would let this word drop deep into our spirits this morning, that we would be empowered by your word to set a course for life that leads right to you. Now, Lord, as we move into this new year and and face the challenges that await us, we pray that we would leave the old behind and take hold of the new. We pray that we would be a people that would put first things first, that we would seek you first, and that you would add everything else that we need for our lives. We thank you, Lord, for the purposes, the plans, and the vision that you have for Frontline Church and each and every one of us in this building today. We pray this in Jesus' name, and everyone said... Amen. So church, this morning is Vision Sunday. and I'm excited to share some of the things that the Lord has been saying to the leadership of our church and where the Lord is leading us in 2020. Just to give you a bit of background, Pastor Ranal and I went away last week and spent some time in isolation fasting and praying for the vision for this year. And when we do this, when we go away and fast and pray, we usually like to go to a place that is isolated and quiet preferably somewhere in the mountains with with no one around us. We like to get out of the hustle and bustle of life so that we can quieten ourselves before God. The place we normally go to is a beautiful farmhouse um, in Clarence that is situated on a dam with a stunning view of the Maluti Mountains. And it's very isolated. Unfortunately, this time it was booked out, so we had to find alternative accommodation. So we decided to look in the same area of Clarence and, and booked in the town itself, hoping that we'd find a place that was, was just as peaceful. But church, our plans didn't quite work out. When we arrived at this place that we'd booked, there was construction work taking on the house next door to us and the house right behind us. Right? We were <laughs> Praise the Lord. We were welcomed with, with noises of hammering and, and grinding and sawing and people shouting at each other. So we decided immediately that we would try and find something else because there was nowhere that we were going to be able to be quiet and, you know, just focus on anything. Right? So we, we looked on Google and we called a few numbers and eventually settled on a cute little place just on the outskirts of, of Clarence, the place that we were actually going to go to in the first place, where there was no construction work taking place. We arrived there quite late in the afternoon. So our first evening there was, was very peaceful. What we didn't know, church, is that we were situated just across the road from the town's municipal equipment yard where they had all these TLBs and tractors that would service the town of Clarence. (laughs) So our first morning of prayer was interrupted by the sounds of these TLBs and and tractors starting starting up and moving off to their various destinations in and around Clarence. Every morning between 7.30 and about 9 a.m. and every afternoon between about 2.30 and 4 p.m., we would have these tractors and TLBs driving on the sand road right next to our unit. So needless to say, we didn't have the most peaceful week seeking God. But you know, church, through all of this, through all that was this frustration that was building up within us, through all the distraction, it was as if God was saying to us, you need to seek me even if there is distraction. You need to be able to quieten yourself even if life is happening around you. It was as if God was telling us personally that we need to re- develop an intimate relationship with Him, not just when we are able to isolate ourselves in the mountains, but also when we have to face day-to-day challenges or pressures. Because the truth is, we can't wait till we find the perfect location or the, the perfect destination before we begin to seek Him, be with Him, and connect with Him. And as we, as we pressed in amidst all the, the distraction and, and the lack of quiet. God really began to quieten our hearts. And God really began to impress in our hearts that as a church and as a people, we need to become more intimate with Him. We need to learn how to truly abide in Him. And church, God spoke to us about many, many other things which we will speak about and which we will teach on this year. But the Lord kept on leading us to the, the main theme of intimacy. God is calling us to intimacy, church. God is calling us to intimacy because a great harvest is coming and we need to be ready. When we came back, we, we met with the, the elders and we, we all shared on where we believe that the Lord is leading us in this season. And we were blessed to see how a common thread was coming through a common thread of having a 2020 vision, abiding in God's love, rest, obedience, surrender. And listen to this church, building together and taking responsibility for the gospel together. That means all of us. And then coming back to our main theme, that kept, the theme that kept on coming through was intimacy. And from a prophetic point of view that we need to be ready because the Lord is going to bring a great number of people through the doors of our church. I and mean, I think we've already started to see that happening. So we can sense the, the urgency of the hour. God is calling us to intimacy so, so that we can be ready. The question is, are we ready? Are we at that intimate place with God where we will know His will and be effective in, in what He's called us to do? Will we be ready to give up our seats when the, when the church starts to fill up? You know, Or latecomers late come through? Will your heart be ready to give up the seat that you've been holding on to for a couple of years? Will we be ready to love the broken, the outcast, or the rejected ones of society? Will we be ready to receive the unsaved and love them with a type of love that will bring them to wholeness in Christ? Will we be ready for the the spiritual forces of the darkness that will come against that type of growth from happening? Because church, let me guarantee you, the enemy will do whatever he can to stop that from happening. Are we ready for the spiritual battle? You know, we haven't been given a name frontline for nothing. We haven't been given a, a name with a military connotation for nothing. We are frontline. We are standing on the, the front line of the spiritual battle. And we need to take up our authority. We need to become warriors in the spirit. Can someone shout amen? So I guess the question is, how do we become battle ready? How do we prepare ourselves? How do we prepare ourselves for, for what is God is going to pour out? And if you have your Bibles with you this morning or your, your phones or your tablets, I'd like you to go with me to John chapter 15. John chapter 15, and we'll pick it up from verse one. And it's great confirmation from my brother this morning that they brought the same scripture. This is what it says. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. You see how Jesus sets the authority from the get-go. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit." Church, the only way that we will be battle ready is if we abide in Jesus. If we develop an an intimate relationship with Him. It's about intimacy. It says, for without that type of intimate relationship, the Bible says, you can do nothing. And according to the scripture that we just read, Jesus says, He is the vine and those of us who are attached, those of us who are abiding in Him, we are the ones that are going to bear fruit. Fruit is just a natural outcome of abiding in Him. It's just a a natural outflow. And Jesus said, "It is impossible to bear fruit without abiding in Me." You know, it's like taking a branch that's that's not attached and it's lying on the floor. Then you're trying to say, "Listen, come on, you need to grow. You need to bear fruit. You need need to add value. Let's throw some water on you. Let's throw some fertilizer and some growth hormone on you, and you know, you need to bear fruit." It's not going to happen. He says, apart from me, you're, you're not going to do anything. But he says if you're attached, if somehow you're attached and abiding in the vine, he says, you're going to bear fruit. And he says it's fruit that is going to last. It's fruit that's going to abide. And church, the branch doesn't have to strive when it's attached to the vine. It just naturally bears fruit. It's just the natural outcome of, of abiding in the vine. It's not forced. It just flows It just happens. And Jesus says, this is the way that the Father is going to be glorified. When you're attached to me, the fruit is just going to happen. What happens sometimes in our lives is that we try and we try and we try and work in our own strength, but we don't just do the one thing that's actually really going to produce fruit, which is abiding in him. And, church, I really want us to take hold of this principle today because, unfortunately, what's happening in the church today is that a lot of people have become dependent on man. They have put their faith in a pastor or a prophet or someone, some leader in the church, and by doing this, they have become disconnected with their vine and they've put their faith in the law or put their faith in systems. And there's something we need to understand today, church. You know, if I put my faith in the law, it's going to become useless, right? If I put my faith and my hope in in the words of man outside of Jesus, it's just as useless. And you know, church, it's important that we have the five-fold ministry operating in the church. It's important that we believe in the the power of, of the prophetic. I mean, the Bible says that the church is built on the foundations of the apostles and the prophets. And I mean, a lot of our lives here today have been shaped or guided by the power of God's word that were given through man. I can say that for myself. But I cannot look to people as the voice of God and the only voice that I listen to. Yes, we need to embrace the prophetic word as it comes, but we cannot embrace man or the voice of God through man outside of God's voice to me personally. I want to remind you this morning that when God called Moses up the mountain, the invitation wasn't just extended to Moses. It was extended to every single Israelite. And they said, no, no, Moses, you go up. You go and hear from God. You go and be the mediator between us and God. And you see, church, that's not God's design. God wants us to come up the mountain daily, personally, right? God wants every believer to come up the mountain. And God has made each of us with the ability to hear His voice and has given us the honor of having communion with the Father. And every prophetic word that you receive every podcast that you listen to, every YouTube sermon that you watch, let that be the confirming voice, church, that confirms the word of the Lord in your life, that the the Lord has already spoken to you. We cannot look to people and run to man for words of direction if we ourselves cannot go to God for direction. Amen? So many Christians today are running from church to church, preacher to preacher, and prophet to prophet, looking for direction and a word from God. They're waiting on Facebook or Instagram to see what the prophet is going to say next to get direction for life. But that's not God's design, church. That is not His design for our life. He wants us to become intimate with Him. You see, God is a jealous God. He's jealous. And He wants intimate moments with you. He wants to speak to you and He wants to give you the truth and the answers that you need. And when we abide in Him, His voice will be the voice that will bring the fruit that we are looking for. God is calling us to intimacy. You know, as the the pastors of the church, we have a responsibility to lead, to shepherd, to teach, to preach, amongst many other things. But, church, we will never replace the word of the Lord in your life. We can be a confirming voice, we can be a voice of direction and teaching, but we will never replace that voice. See, church, you have to go up the mountain. We are often looking for the miracle in the man, but instead of just abiding in the miracle work himself. You know, that's why so many people run from church to church. And they say, you know what, I love that, the way that pastor preaches. I mean, that guy can preach and they go there Sunday after Sunday until someone else brings the message or until the pastor says something that they don't really like to hear. And all of a sudden it's too challenging or too convicting. And then they go off to another church and they like that message for a while, and they like those people for a while, then they get convicted and they go off to another church. And the result of all of this is unfruitfulness never planting themselves to be used in the house of God because they're looking to man for all the answers to life. It's not going to happen. What did Jesus say? Without me, you can do nothing. Just abide in me and you will bear fruit. You know, I think the problem sometimes, church, is that we try to overcomplicate our walk with God and become too structured and religious. But Jesus is saying, just come up the mountain. I want you to come. This reminds me of the story in in Mark chapter 9 where Jesus leads Peter, James, and John up a high mountain to be alone on the Mount of Transfiguration. And Jesus is transformed before their eyes. Let me read it for you. Let's pick it up in in verse 2. Six days later, Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up a high mountain to be alone. As the men watched, Jesus' appearance was transformed, and his clothes became dazzling white, far whiter than any earthly bleach could ever make them. Then Elijah and Moses appeared and began talking with Jesus. Jesus. Peter exclaimed, Rabbi, it's wonderful for us to be here. Let us make three shelters as memorials, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He said this because he didn't really know what else to say, for they were all terrified. And in that moment where Moses and Elijah appeared, Peter not really knowing what to say, he just says to Jesus, can we create and build these shelters as memorials, one for you, one for Moses and Elijah? And the Bible says that he was terrified. He didn't know what to say. So he just said something. And you know, church, that's like us sometimes. We've got to try and contextualize and make sense of the very things that we can't make sense of. Because we can't make sense of everything in God. That's, that's the beauty of God. That's what makes Him God. And I think the problem sometimes in our lives is that we, we make a shelter for Moses or Elijah in our time with God. And we bring our own religious, religious works or our right standing with God, our, our performance and praying all these many words. And don't get me wrong, there's time for that type of prayer, but God is calling us to something more intimate where we would just be vulnerable with Him, where we would just be with Him. And, and it's okay if we don't have all the answers. It's okay if we don't have all the solutions and, and all the right words to say. He's saying, just be with me. Abide in me and I will give you the answers that you need. Church, all God really wants is for us to come to Him in an an honest, open, real way with a vulnerable heart. And church, what concerns me is that for many of us in this room today, the direction of our lives has been guided and shaped by the the voices of man, the words of man. And I'm not necessarily talking about the prophetic now. I'm talking about the, the input that you get from a family member or a friend the words spoken over you, the accusations, the lies, the opinions of man over your life. And people have guided and shaped your life, church, saying, you know what, you can't do that. Or you'll never be that person that you want to be. They tell you that you have to act and behave in a certain way that you can go there, but you can't go there. Or you must do this, but you can't do that. And we live our lives and we pray our prayers according to what people have said about us. That's why I believe that Jesus didn't respond to Peter about making these shelters. Jesus doesn't want you to accommodate all these other voices. Mark chapter 9 verse 7 says, Then a cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my dearly loved son. Listen to him. Listen to him. Suddenly when they looked around, Moses and Elijah were gone, and they saw only jesus with them this is the answer church when they looked around moses and elijah were gone and they they saw nothing but jesus just jesus this is the gospel this is the the message of hope where i don't have to try and labor in my own strength in my in my own spiritual performance in me trying to to figure this all out you know making sure that i do everything perfectly where I have this, this checklist of all my religious activities so that I can be right with God. You see, that doesn't make you right with God. That will never put you in right standing with God. It's from a place of right standing with God that I want to be intimate with Him, that I want to pray, that I want to read my Bible, I want to commune with Him and give my life to the gospel. You see, that's just our natural response to the revelation of Jesus. Jesus is calling us to come up the mountain. He says, I want you to come. And you may say to me this morning, well, you know, I've tried to connect with God before, and it's really hard. And it takes a long time to to develop this type of relationship. Yes, that's true, in part. But may I submit to you this morning that why it often takes time to connect with God in prayer and communion is that we are not really ready to hear what He has to say. Sometimes we are so stuck in the mold of the symbolic picture of the law or our own efforts or our own performance or how we should pray or how we should worship or you know how we should connect with God and what other people are saying and we miss it. We're so stuck in our own performance that, that we can't hear Him. And church, I believe that God wants to break down some molds this year. He wants to break down the shelters that we have erected that symbolize our religious activities so that we can live for Jesus and only Jesus. Amen? If you can recall, as I preached two weeks back in the message called First Things First, the key to life, the the answers to life, to a better 2020 or to a better life is not in me being a better person. It's not in me being stronger and wiser. The answer is in Jesus Christ, my Lord. And church has actually just been better in leaning into him. Leaning into his presence. Where you're sitting right now, you can lean into Jesus. Wherever you find yourself in any situation or moment of your life, you have the opportunity and the privilege just to become aware of him. And then whatever you sense he's busy doing, he's busy saying or praying, you just follow that. You just slip in, into his, what you call a beautiful rhythm. Does that make sense? You know, church, one of the days that we were away last week in Clarence, we decided to go for a drive somewhere because we will try to get away from all the noise that was happening around us. And so we decided to take a drive to the Golden Gate National Park. We've been to Clarence many, many times before, and for some reason we never went there. And to our amazement, we saw some of the most incredible views of nature, of the mountains, and we were just astonished at just of how beautiful God's creation really is. And on the way through, there is different routes that you can take to see different parts of the park. One of the routes that we took was called the, the Blesebok route. Okay, so we were driving through expecting to see some Blesbrook, you know, that's what said the Blesebok route, or at least some game roaming around. And we didn't see anything. Then as we approached this, this one ridge that overlooked a massive gorge, I felt the Lord saying to me, just stop the car and get out. And so I did. I didn't really expect to see more than what we had already seen. But just behind me, probably 100 to 150 meters behind me, there were these zebras standing on the edge of the mountain. And probably another 200 meters behind them, there were quite a few more of them. And we had actually just driven right past them. And I felt the Lord saying to me, church, that I need to slow down and become aware of His presence. I need to slow down all the the busyness and craziness and and striving that's going on inside of me. I need to slow down so that I can become aware of Him. Because church, is in those moments where we can sense what He's doing, what He's saying, and what He's praying, and we can slip into His rhythm. And church, if we can start to, to foster that type of relationship this year, we will live powerful and meaningful lives. And we won't be doing works for the sake of doing works we will be doing the will of the Father. And I want to close with this, if I could ask the the band to please come up. I want to close with a scripture, John chapter 5, verse 19, church. But I just want you, as we we go, as I close this morning, as we're going to enter into the time of, of worship again, of intimate worship, just to become aware of God. Just to become aware of His presence. And let the Lord start to speak to you. There are certain things in your life that you have put in the way of of becoming intimate with God. Let Him start to minister to you even right now. John chapter 5 verse 19, Jesus says, I speak to you timeless truth. The Son is not able to do anything from Himself or through my own initiative. I only do the works that I see the Father doing, for the Son does the same works as His Father. Church, this means that I can stop striving and trying to make this happen all on my own. We just need to abide in Him. We just need to develop this intimate relationship with Him. And church, I want to make it clear this morning that I'm not not talking about becoming a passive Christian that just sits back and waits on God and does nothing and doesn't get involved in anything. In fact, it's the exact opposite because when we abide in Him, we will naturally want to build kingdom together. We will be bursting from the inside out to, be getting, to get involved in what God is doing. Nothing will stop us from bearing the fruit that flows from the vine. It will just be a natural outflow. I don't know about you, but I want to be at that place with God. I want to be so close to Him that all fear is gone. All worry has been destroyed and all doubt has disappeared because I know the will of my Father. The church we will this is where the Lord is leading us this year we will spend a lot of time teaching and preaching on this so it's not necessarily necessarily something that we have to, to get today but I want us to start today I want us to start to develop that intimate relationship today if you're saying this morning that that's me too I want to live in that communion I want to live in that beautiful rhythm of intimacy with God If you're saying you want to be purposefully in separating yourself and just slowing down so that you can become more aware of His presence. If that's you, if you're saying that you want to start to develop this this intimacy with God. Church, could I ask you to stand if that's you? I don't want to ask you this morning, I know it's most of the church, but I want to ask you to come forward this morning. I believe that the Lord wants me to pray for us this morning I want you to just come and lay your burdens before the altar this morning just come and be vulnerable before Him just let all the striving and the the performance go this morning He just wants you to come and abide with Him He just wants you to become aware of Him this morning thank you Jesus come aware of Him. Just sense His presence. Just sense His leading and His guiding. Sense His correction. Father, we come to You right now with vulnerable hearts. We come to You broken. We come to You open and ready to commit our lives to an intimate relationship with You. Lord, we know that maybe we have fallen short before in the past, that maybe we have come to you with our religious works and efforts. But today we just want to lean into you. We want to lean into your abiding presence where nothing else matters. We want to lean into that place that makes all our worries and our fears and our doubts disappear. We want to lean into that place where we don't have all the answers and have to have everything figured out. We just want to abide in you, Lord, so that we can bear the fruit that you've created for us. And Lord, as we step into perhaps the unknown of abiding in you, we pray that you will meet us in ways that we would never have expected. That you would speak to us and give us direction for life in ways that we never knew possible. Lord, we want to commit all our ways and our plans and our, and our thoughts to you today. And we ask you to show us what you want for our lives we ask you to lead us to be the church and the people that would stand on the front line. That we would rise up as warriors for the sake of the gospel and be bold in our exploits and destroy the works of the enemy because, Lord, from this place of intimacy, you will send us out with great power. And, Lord, we just ask you to fill us to overflowing right now. Thank you, Jesus.